Hello and welcome to e-commerce Q&A. This is the show where we address the needs and interests of e-commerce store owners and operators just like you. During the show, we'll cover such topics as how can you maintain a healthy lifestyle while growing an internet business? How can you optimize your shipping? And everything in between. That's right, folks, we're going to address lifestyle as well as the tactical nuts and bolts of growing an e-commerce business. And now, e-commerce Q&A. Hello, folks, and welcome to e-commerce Q&A. This is the show where, as you know, store owners, directors of e-commerce and e-commerce managers can stay up to date on the latest and greatest in e-commerce. I'm Michael Bauer, your host and self-proclaimed e-commerce junkie. Basically means I'm really into this topic, super passionate about it, and uh, frequently host on this show. Um, And our guest today is an expert on site search and personalization. His name is Derek Vishniarski, and his company is called Nextopia. Uh, We've been working with Nextopia actually for about five or six years uh, with clients and uh, just been extremely happy with um, their company and what they offer, but we've never done a podcast together. So here we are. Derek, welcome. Hey, thanks, Michael. Thanks for for, uh, bringing me onto this podcast. Excited to share some more knowledge about on-site search. Absolutely. It's wonderful to have you. So Derek, can you tell me a little bit about your background? I understand you're a senior account executive at Nextopia. Um, how do you come into the situation? Uh, bring me your shtick. <laughs> sure, absolutely. So I started here seven years ago at Nextopia. I was um, kind of an experiment where we were looking to branch out our sales team. So I was brought on board to uh, try to connect more retailers that needed improvement in their on-site search. Um so uh, over the course of time, uh, you know, our product has evolved. My role has evolved in doing uh, podcasts, um, all sorts of marketing, getting involved in sort of the technical aspect. And, uh, you know, during the course of that time, I've worked with hundreds of retailers on all sorts of various platforms. And it's uh, it's a never-ending learning job because even after seven years, when you think you've heard it all about the challenges that people have with on-site search and navigation is always something new that comes up. Yeah. Well, you know, on-site search and navigation, those are the two things people do on a website, right? <laughs> they're, they're looking for things or they're browsing for things. Uh, now, before we move on from that point, I'm kind of curious, which, uh, which platforms would you say people are, are, are most happy with right now and most unhappy with from the merchants you're talking to? <laughs> That's uh that's really the big question out there because it's it's all over the map. And, and so oftentimes we get retailers saying, what platform would you recommend? And there isn't any perfect answer out there. There's no perfect platform out there. Uh, there's certainly a lot of brand names out there that you hear everything from Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce, Evolution, but they're constantly evolving and always changing. And what I've seen over the years is that uh, some platforms... Um, uh, stagnate. Some other ones, uh, you know, evolve. Uh, other ones, um, you know, sim- simply um, uh, just fall by the wayside. So it's um, I and there's always new platforms coming up. Uh, so I mean, it's really hard to say what our industry is even going to look five years from now. Um, but uh, I often say to a retailer that are saying, which platform should I choose and go to? Um, my answer to them is always. Call Celery because Celery can tell you which platform to use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just couldn't resist it. We actually have a we have a platform selection uh, service that we offer, uh, but, but nobody ever nobody ever pays us just for that. So don't don't tell anyone I told you that. <laughs> okay. Well, Derek, today we want to talk about 
uh, one particular topic, which we've hit upon before. We've had a couple of guests before that have talked about this topic, but it's one that we just can't get enough of because it's one that a lot of stores are still just don't fully understand, don't know how to start working and improving on, which is site search and uh, the, the related topic of navigation. But today I want to mainly focus on site search. Now, I understand from a, a, a blog on Moz.com uh, that nearly 84% of companies don't actively optimize or measure their on-site search. I mean, that blows me away. I mean, search is one of the main things people ever do. I mean, what do you do when you go to Google? You don't browse, you search, right? When right. your site, do you really think they're just browsing? I don't think so. No. No, absolutely not. That that uh, search box out there is, um, is about the closest um, thing you can actually get to actually talking to your customers. So we've seen time and time again, when people are looking at their on-site search analytics, that those that are using that search box are sticking around on the site longer. They're, uh, they're contributing to more revenue. They're definitely more objective focus and more serious about purchasing something on your site than somebody that's just clicking around a whole bunch of different category links. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the corollary maybe would just be like a window shopper or, or even just somebody just kind of browsing around in the mall. They're just kind of Going around, looking around, seeing what's there. Very different from somebody who comes and says to you, basically says to your salesperson, which is your website, hey, I want to buy this or I'm interested in this exact thing. You know, do you have this thing? And oh, voila, yes, we do. Well, guess what? You know, that's a much more likely sale. So let's dig into some of the common misconceptions about on-site search and navigation that that you see a lot. Um, Several top things you think of. Well, absolutely. There, there's a several misconceptions that I've seen over the years. One is that uh, I've been hearing a lot of retailers that we talk to is that all on-site search and navigation solutions are built the same, which is absolutely not true. There, the solutions out there are all over the map. There's some that do a better job than others. There's many that just cut corners. They look at their website, their um they see their website and say, oh, they do search and autocomplete. Nextopia does search and autocomplete. It's essentially the same. But there's a lot of things that happen in the background. For example, there's some that offer very limited functionality, controlling your algorithm, bringing back results, or even limited analytics. I mean, we've been doing this for over 12 years in this space. we got a whole wealth of experience in dealing with hundreds of unique on-site search challenges. Because we truly believe that no two data sets are exactly the same. So if you're a retailer that spends a significant amount of time, let's say, designing and implementing your e-commerce site, why would a solution that costs a fraction of your site and that can amount to a large portion of your revenue on your site be overlooked so easily? And another misconception is that on-site search should be a just set it and forget it job. So in some cases... It is, maybe if you're a small retailer, but in our past experience, retailers that are analyzing their on-site search reports that are engaging, let's say, with their platform are able to move their metrics even more because they're capitalizing on all that on-site search data to um, to merchandise their products that are congruent in the way that their customers are shopping on their site. I have a question for you. Um, I've heard that search search-assisted conversion or um, you know, conversions that involve the search are four or five times more likely to happen than those that don't use search. Is that true? Absolutely. And we see this time and time again. It's not an anomaly that anytime uh, a retailer looks at their on-site search report, 
in their Google Analytics, they spend um, much longer time on the site. The average order value is higher. Their search to exit rate is significantly lower. And why is this the case? Well, as I mentioned earlier, their objective focus, um, they, they know what they or they're serious about buying something on the site. Uh, for example, I was talking to a retailer the other day who mentioned, I don't think that on-site search is that important. He said only 5% of its visitors use a search box. But when we dug a bit deeper, he noticed that 5% of those users account for 41% of his revenue. That means that that means that every visitor that uses a search box is eight times more valuable than those that browse around on his category pages. That means even if he were to move the needle a little bit, or even take, let's say, a portion of his spending that he does on pay-per-click and AdWords, it would have a huge impact on his bottom line. Now, I think you could say, looking at that, well, that could be a causal relationship or not, meaning you could say, oh, well, you know, um, those people are making those purchases because they're using the search. Or you could say, no, these are the type of people that are, they're targeted searchers and they're looking for something specific, which basically, to me, that's more plausible. Like, I don't think that just because you have a search magically makes people more willing to buy. I think it's more like, no, people that are coming and using this pathway, if you're giving them a good tracks to run on, they're going to run on those tracks. And if you if, if you don't give them what they're looking for, if you don't give them a good searching experience, they're ready to buy. They're, they're not going to buy if you're not making it impossible for them to easily find what they're looking for. That's right. Absolutely. And I think we've been spoiled by the likes of, you know, Amazon and Google out there is that people are expecting that search box to be in front of them. Um, you know, the, when we look at some of the top retailers and that are driving a, a majority of the revenue out there, such as the Amazons and Ebays and Walmarts out there of the world, um, that people are expecting that type of experience on your site. And if they're not, they're just going to end up going somewhere else that uh, does offer that experience. So let's talk about that experience. What is it about a fully orbed and, and, and you know, well put together search experience that is so transformative for an online retailer or brand? Well, I, I think um, one of the main things is, is uh, to have good relevancy so um, and to have some sort of level of personalization as well. Um, so when a retailer is, um, sorry, when a sh visitor is coming to the uh, website and shopping for something, they want to make sure that, for example, maybe there's some sort of enhanced autocomplete that's adapting to what they're typing in. It's recognizing the terms. They want to know that if, let's say, you're misspelling something or you're using different languaging, that it's able to still bring back relevant results. Uh, they want to make sure that they can easily get to the product that they're looking for with the least amount of clicks. So having robust filters or attributes, uh, whether it's on your category pages or search result pages that are applicable to the set of results that the visitor is looking at uh, are, are important. Um, and they want to make sure that ele there's elements on there on the search result page that are, I guess, in a sense, adaptable to um, or congruent to what they're expecting on the site. So for example, let's say you're a retailer that um, is driving a lot of shoppers that are price sensitive. They want to see that, oh, they're getting a discount or maybe that um, that they're showing on their search result page that if you buy a certain quantity of items that you get a lower price. Or maybe for example, that you're running a lot of promotions on your website. So these are all elements that are important. That's why it's always um, helpful to understand um, who is your ideal shopper? 
what kind of shopper are you trying to target and what kind of experience are they expecting on your website? Um, for example, one of the questions we often get asked is, well, how should I design my no results found page? For example, when somebody gets zero results and I often say, well, ask what would your shopper expect? Would they expect some sort of coupon code? Do they want some sort of feedback form where they can special order something? Um, do they want a way to easily navigate through your site? So these are the kind of questions you should be asking your shoppers and determining what kind of experience they want to have on your site when they're searching. Yeah, that's that's really great. You know, um, I, you know what I was thinking about while you were talking about that is the biggest thing that I love about Nextopia that I haven't seen with other search offerings in, in nearly the same way is that um, the results pages can be just really beautifully customized to exactly what you're looking for. And this is a really big challenge with a lot of these companies that do fast autocompletes is just that you got to do all the templating yourself and it's just a pain, really huge pain. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking okay. of things right now. Or, um, uh, you know, like it's basically doesn't even have the ability for you to change it at all. Well, you guys are great at that. Like you, 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 you basically come alongside the, the owners of the website, the stakeholders and say, Hey, what do you want for your results page? What, what do you need here? And then that gets crafted out in a very meticulous way. So I love that you brought that out. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it goes to that point that I made earlier is that um, we, when a retailer comes to us and they've spent an, an, an inordinate amount of time of developing their site, getting shoppers to it, they want to make sure that you know their search uh, search results, their category pages reflect that. So we work directly with the retailer to not only analyze their data, we look at their um, their requirements, we we look at uh, what kind of other vendors that they're implementing, and make sure it's a, it's a cohesive implementation. Making sure that when we present the solution to them, that when they integrate it on their website, it's fully integrated with uh, the type of vision that they want or requirements um, that they're asking us, you know, as part of the integration process. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell you what, open-ended question on a completely different topic, if you don't mind. Sure. You have a fair amount of experience with the Toastmasters, which uh, for those who aren't familiar is a, a way that you can get better at public speaking. Um, I would venture to guess that you're into, you really think about good communication a lot. Is that true? Absolutely. <laughs> so when you think about search experience, what is the dialogue that, that the website is having with the, the searcher? And I, I'm looking for how, how can we anthropomorphize this a little bit? Uh, I don't want to go to like a chat bot where it's like, Hello, I'm your friendly little something. Tell me what you're looking for today. And then this long back and forth conversation. No, we're looking for a, a two-step conversation here. Mm -hmm. And it's between somebody who obviously wants something and then you who hopefully can provide it. What are the things, I'll be more specific with my question. What are some really just well-executed implementations of Nextopia's search feature that have brought a really good human element to the experience? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think one of the things we're striving more towards is uh, 
a better one-to-one personalization. So we've uh, we've introduced a module called Personas, where it's um, it's providing more of that one-to-one interaction with the customer. Um, sort of like an Amazon level experience. So it's saying the search is feeding back information back to you and saying, I understand what your intention is on this website. So for example, if you're a clothing retailer and you're typing in shoes and you're, let's say, clicking on male related products, then the search is understanding that intention and bringing back more other male related products. items on the site so they're so, like bring it down by mail stuff based on the fact that it sees oh you're looking for mail stuff that, that's right exactly but it's it, it's learning maybe from a more granular perspective so maybe you enjoy maybe you have an affinity for certain brands or um maybe you like for example like nike and it's it's learning from that experience so that when you're shopping around the site it's saying hey i understand what you're trying to do, um, or, you know, all of a sudden, if your intentions change, then it's adapting uh, from that perspective as well. So let's say you might be shopping for yourself here as a male, but you say all of a sudden, you know, I need to get something for my daughter. And it's understanding, okay, now I'm shopping for female clothing or these type of brands. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of interaction one-on-one is more of where we're having that dialogue and, um you know, the visitor is saying, hey, this is great. You understand how to adapt the merchandising towards what I want. That's really cool. And is this just part of the search or does it go beyond that? No, this goes beyond that. So this is, I mean, eventually down the road, what we want to do is incorporate this um, sort of like as a baseline as part of our platform. It's not going to be applicable to every kind of industry. Um, so for example, if you have a, a B2B website and people are typing in specific part numbers, uh, personas isn't going to be something that's going to be, um, you know, in a sense uh, doing that because maybe people, you don't know, I want this specific part. I'm not looking for a more general kind of search, but more and more we're seeing that, um, you know, even in the B2B space that it's adapting, the search results are adapting and saying, okay, you understand uh, that I have these certain credentials or maybe I have this special level of pricing or maybe I have visibility to these certain level of products. So show me the search results that are going to adapt to that. And that's that's what we're moving more towards. So I think as time goes on, more and more data points are going to be collected. And uh, it's, it's always difficult to say what's the perfect formula or recipe out there. But I think the more data we collect on shoppers, the more we'll be able to say, okay, you want this. Um, we understand on the basis of your history, the information or the data points that we've collected, this is the kind of search results that you want. You know, I was just thinking about the jobs to be done framework and applying that to, to search. So if you think about your, your website search, what is the job that needs to be done with the search? Imagining that you didn't have search for a second, and this will mainly apply to folks with larger product catalogs or you know retailers, marketplaces. Um, the search is you telling me what you want and then me getting you my best take at what I've got that's going to meet that need. And sometimes there's a bit of guessing, right? About let's see, you're you're looking for for um, you know blue shoes or something like that, or maybe like uh, you know I don't know. Can't think of anything. A belt. I'm looking for a belt. Well, mm-hmm. why do you need a belt? You know. Well, okay. Belt goes with 
pants. Maybe you need, maybe your size has changed, you know, maybe you might need other things like that. Maybe there's something that will help that we can put in front of you in the way of content that would tie in with that in some way. Like that's something that's cool about your platform is it, it doesn't just do product search. It searches, you can do it, set it up so you can search for anything, anything. Thinking in terms of like using the search as a way to understand your customer, like you just said, but also bringing back to the customer a curated experience in a moment of time through the search results. I mean, that's, that's, if I could, if I could change every single e-commerce website in the world, it would be to make the search so that when I search, you can, you, you give me a really good guess at what I'm thinking about and what, what I'm wanting and, and show me something that's maybe slightly peripheral to what I'm looking for, but might tie in somehow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an open-ended statement I'm making, but it'll, you know, I think everybody thinks about how do we add editorial content to our, you know, our category pages. Well, what about the search page, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and there's more of a trend moving towards that. People are putting in mixed content. So we have retailers, for example, that are saying, I don't just want product results. I want my WordPress blog posts, or maybe I want my RSS feeds because I understand, you know, my, my, um, my visitors to my website need more information before they actually buy the product. So for example, we have one client that sells lab supplies to high schools. And the big problem that they had is when uh, their visitors, teachers were shopping on their website, were saying, I know these products are here, but I'm not sure that it's applicable to my grade that I'm teaching in high school. So what we did is we created a mixed content result where now they have their WordPress and their product search all mixed in together. And rather than them going off the site and saying, okay, I'm going to go to the WordPress site, maybe come back to the main site, everything is all uh, merged into one. So we're, we're definitely seeing more of that. Um, and I think as social media becomes bigger, uh, Instagram. Um, so for example, we have even something where you can curate the content from your Instagram and create more of that social proof on on your actual uh, e-commerce site. And that's been a boon for uh, our retailers. You know what I'm hearing is kind of like a cross-pollination of content and almost a search as navigation. So if you're, you know, what's the fastest way to get from the, the you know, the blog to the, the, the product? Well, you can click shop and try and find the spot or you could just search for something. And if you can see, oh, I've got all these options, it, it opens things up for you. Um, well, I'll tell you what, as we reach kind of the end of our segment here, tell me something specific that, uh, listeners can do if they would like to improve their onsite search and navigation. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think one of the, one of the first things to understand is, um, some retailers, um, might be asking themselves, how do I know that my on-site search and navigation needs improving? So uh, some of the steps that you can take is number one, if you don't have on-site search turned on in your Google analytics and you have goal conversion set up, please do that because then you'll get some insightful information and you'll be able to know what people are typing in, uh, whether you're getting the right kind of results by testing those terms or you might be getting zero results. Um, 
also take a look at what your competitors are doing because oftentimes uh, retailers approach us and they go, you know, my competitors have a better on-site search experience than I do. Um, talk to your customers, as I mentioned earlier, and see what kind of their, ex- uh, their experiences on the site whenever they're calling you up and asking you questions. Um, and also take a look at your conversion rate over, uh, um, overall in your Google Analytics. If you find, um, let's say you're spending a lot on SEO and your conversion rate is low, um, maybe taking a portion of that budget out of there and putting it towards on-site search could pay dividends um, for turning those uh, browsers more into shoppers. So, and also take a look at, you know, just how your current search is structured and see is this what you're envisioning for your brand and your name? And if it's not, then maybe it's time for a change. So um, a lot of our tools, without getting too much into it, provide a lot of that automation to make it so much easier to help you uh, merchandise uh, your site rather than doing a lot of manual tasks that we're hearing from a lot of retailers when we first start working with them. You know, I was just thinking about this. I really feel like on-site search is just as important as having a fast website in the first place. You know how when you're browsing a website and it's taking forever and you're just like, ugh, you're going <laughs> to this are. Well, it's the same thing with search. If you don't have good search, people feel like you really don't care and they're just going to abandon. Whereas if you, it's, 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 it's such a nice feeling when a website has a nice search. Um, same, similar feeling that I get when I'm browsing a fast website. Good search, fast website. I like this. Me likey. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to probably shop. I can tell that th- these people are doing stuff right. So <laughs> I'm, I was inviting you to make a pitch and go for it. Like what, how do people work with Nextopia? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, if you're unsure or you just want an assessment on whether, how much more valuable your search box could be, we're happy to, to do um an on-site search assessment. We have a 50-point checklist that we can go through, give you a full report, and let's just take a look at We work with hundreds of different verticals, so chances are we have somebody in the same vertical as you, and you can take a look at what they're doing on their site versus what you have on your website. Um, and uh, see how we can we can help you out. I mean, there's always opportunity and room for improvement. We got a wonderful team here that works uh, directly with you um, when you are a client, and uh, we can share with you a lot of best practices. Even if it's not the right time right now, at least you can take away a couple points and um, maybe some some things to think about. Great. Where can people go if they'd like to talk to you more about this directly, or if they'd like to get a demo? Yeah, absolutely. I th- uh, the best way to reach me is you can email me directly. It's Derek at nextopia.com. So it's D-E-R-E-K at nextopia.com. Just drop me a note and I'd be happy to schedule a time to, uh, to do an assessment with you. You know, I'd like to take this a step further as we discussed right before this, this show. We, we're going to give away one um, free search website search teardown to somebody who responds saying, hey, I really want that. <laughs> um, one lucky listener, uh, guys, you're, the listener's going up on the show, so you better you better move fast here. Um, what you want to do is go to ecommerceqa.com forward slash Nextopia. That's spelled N-E-X-T-O-P-I-A, ecommerceqa.com forward slash Nextopia, and fill out the form, and we'll pull the name out of the hat, and you'll get contacted by me and Derek, and we will tear down your site and make you feel really bad about it, and then... <laughs> 
we um, totally see how you can improve it. Um, and that's a wrap for today. Derek, any final thoughts for people? Uh, just one final thought. So um, always remember that on-site search and navigation is a continuous process. It's something that you have to always be looking at how your visitors uh, browse through your site, adapting to their languaging, their behavior. And if you continue to stick with it, it's going to pay huge dividends for your e-commerce site in the long term. And in the short term, I, 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 I gotta tell you, like, if you have a bad search, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to talk to you. <laughs> uh, right. uh, Derek, thanks so much for joining us today. This has been a pleasure for me to, to um, chat with you. And we're looking forward to who that lucky person is who's going to be able to get a bunch of amazing insights into their search for free. Again, just go to ecommerceqa.com forward slash Nextopia. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Michael, for having me. It was fun. Absolutely. Take care. (laughs) All right. You too. Bye now.